Good morning, everyone watching live on BAM YouTube. Let me know in the comments where you are tuning in from. The Hashi covers what you need to know about the real estate industry in a 24-hour time period. On today's Hashi, I will discuss cash buyers, financing for apartment developments, and an update on jobless claims. Today is Thursday, June 8th, 2023. I am Byron Mazine, and the Hashi starts now. Hit the thumbs up for the only housing show that goes live every single Monday through Friday on the World Wide Web. That is this show, The Hot Sheet. And you can also join me today at noon Eastern Time or 9 Pacific Time if you're a BMX member. I'll be going live in the BMX community with an exclusive mastermind for BMX members only. All things question and answer. Cover anything you want. Make sure you're a BMX member. Hot Sheet. Code gets you 15% off the annual subscription. So grab that down below and I'll see you at noon for a live full hour QA mastermind. Uh, and it's going to be very interactive. Everybody's going to be able to be in the same room and have a discussion. Okay, one discussion that continues to happen is where are today's buyers coming from? Redfin reports that one third of US home buyers are paying in cash. It's the highest share in nearly a decade. All cash home purchases reached their highest level in 2014. In April, as high mortgage rates drove down overall home sales more than all cash sales. Typical buyers down payment dropped 18% from a year earlier. One of the biggest declines since the start of the pandemic. Uh, also, yesterday we reported, go back onto yesterday's hot sheet, and we reported the latest Mortgage Banker Association report on mortgage applications, the fourth week in a row that that number has dropped. So you continue to see demand drop from mortgage buyers as the rate continues to hover around 7%. The share of buyers using FHA loans, though, reached its highest level since before the pandemic, with sellers more apt to accept different loan types in a cooling market. Jumbo loans used for expensive home purchases have become less prevalent. Okay, so one-third, 33.4% of U.S. home purchases made in cash in April. That's up from 30.7% a year earlier and comparable with February's 33.5% share, which is the highest in nine years. It's also up from the number that I've been quoting quite a bit, which is three out of 10 new purchases are cash. Now it is basically one out of three would be the number that you can go with for cash. Again, this is the highest in nine years. Let's go to the chart and look at the history here of all cash purchases. 33.4% is where we're sitting at today. Again, a year ago today was 30.7%. We got down to 20% in uh, the start of the pandemic in 2020 when things kind of just paused, right? We were down in 2019 uh, in the low 20s, 22.5% uh, in April of 2019. Uh, the highest that we've seen uh, in the last 10 years was February 2014, 34.3%. So just a tick above where we are today. Of course, in 2012, where you see some of these spikes, 2013, 2014, there was a lot of properties that were 
coming out of, onto the market coming that were just went through foreclosure. So you had cash buyers coming in, buying those properties because you couldn't finance some of them. Some of them didn't have piping. Who remembers in the comments uh, going through houses and showing buyers in 2012, 2013, 2014 homes that were REO. And uh, Bobby, I see a comment. Is my mic on? We're good. Was it not on? We're good now. Was it not on though? I'm curious. I'm just curious if it was not on. Mike, let me know if it was not on before because Bobby won't let me know over here. So I'd love to know from you, Mike, if it was not on because that was at 9.32. I'd hate for that to uh, be the case. Anyways, who can remember in the comments going and showing a buyer back in 2012, 2013, 2014, a home and there would be no copper piping in the basement because some criminal came in and stole the copper piping and then the bank had to, uh, you know, go in there and, you know, do a bunch of work because, uh, you know, because somebody came in and destroyed the place. Those were not financeable properties for the most part. Okay. So you did see some spikes there uh, back in those years. And then really from 2015 all the way and uh, really until now, until 2020, it, you saw well less than 30% of purchases were cash okay cash is also more abundant in the last few years with the jerome powell money printing machine typical u.s down payment post big drop from pandemic home buying boom so the down payments are down so buyers that are using a mortgage are putting down less than they were from uh, the pandemic boom but still more than your typical down payment that's good to see you, you know if a buyer can put down 20%, they're less likely to have issues down the road if uh, income changes or, or something like that, uh, job changes, right? We, we could be faced with right now with a rise in unemployment. We're going to talk about jobless claims here before we uh, sign off on the show that just came out this morning. Uh, so this number is still stronger than historic numbers suggest, but is down from the pandemic boom. FHA loans, they're at their highest level since before the pandemic. So now that sellers are, are more apt to take an FHA loan, those are coming back into the market. But look at the drop off from 2011, 2012, 13, 14. I mean, this is FHA loans were at a much higher level uh, going all the way into 2019. We're back to like basically 2019 level, right? So uh, still well off of the over 30% in 2011, 2012, up over 20% for many years after that. And uh, right now we're just over 15% on FHA loans, which is a welcome sign to many of the buyers who are shopping in affordable price ranges or trying to get their first loan. Oftentimes uh, a first time home buyer is using an FHA loan, okay? Uh, this is going to be down below for you in the daily download. All the charts uh, that we're using, all the sources that we're using today are down below for you uh, with one click for the daily download click. All cash purchases were most common in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, next came West Palm Beach and Baltimore. They were least common in San Jose, Seattle, and Oakland. All expensive West Coast metros. All cash year over year purchases increased from April uh, earlier in 27 of the metros. That Redfin analyzes the increased the most in Cleveland, Baltimore, and Riverside, California, and declined the most in Las Vegas, Atlanta, and Milwaukee. 
Okay, down payments and down payment percentages were highest in San Francisco, San Jose, and Anaheim, and they were the lowest in Virginia Beach, Detroit, and Pittsburgh. Down payments year over year. Uh, dollar amounts dropped in 33 of the metros Redfin analyzed with the biggest drops in Vegas, Phoenix, Riverside, California. The biggest increases were Newark, New Jersey, Milwaukee, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Down payment percentages dropped in 19 metros, rose in two and stayed the same in others. Percentages dropped the most in Las Vegas, Providence, Rhode Island, Phoenix, and rose in San Jose and San Francisco. FHA loans were most common in Riverside, Providence, and Vegas. They were least common in San Jose, San Francisco, and Anaheim. Makes sense. Those prices really high. Be hard to get FHA on those. FHA loans increase in all but one uh, Redfin uh, analyzed it rose the most in Redfin, Las Vegas, Phoenix, and New York. So there's some local data for you. There's a ton of local data in this report here. Um, home sales by loan type. You can just go through. If somebody has a market, they there's a ton of markets here. So most of the major markets, if you've got a market that you'd like me to take a look at, what was the percentage breakdown of cash? Like Baltimore, uh, Maryland, for example. And this is just for April. Baltimore, share of home sales using all cash was 52.9% in the month of April. Crazy. Cincinnati was 46.4%. Cleveland was 65.7%. Karen wants to see Los Angeles. LA was, so LA was cash only 21.2%. So well below the one out of three that we're seeing on average across the country. One out of three homes being purchased are cash across the country, not in LA. It's one out of five, right? So when we're educating on a local level, hey, nationally, we're seeing one out of three home buyers are cash, but it's one out of five here in LA. That might put a an LA buyer at ease. Well, hey, I'm not really competing against as many cash buyers as the rest of the country, albeit LA prices are certainly going to be higher than many parts of the country. FHA loan was consistent in LA with uh, the average across the country at 15.3% of loans there. And this is just for the month of April. Uh, Atlanta, Mike wants to see Atlanta, 37.6% of home sales were using all cash. So that is uh, for Atlanta, that is going to be above the national average. Uh, uh, we're at 33 and change 37.6 for Atlanta. And then surprisingly, Atlanta was also above the average for FHA at 21.8%. Uh, so there you go on Atlanta, North Carolina. Let's see what we have. We have Charlotte, North Carolina. So we'll go with Charlotte, uh, 36.9% of the purchases were cash in North Carolina. It's above the national average. The FHA average is in line with the national 15 and a half percent for Charlotte, North Carolina. All right. Vegas again, below the cash San Jose. Uh, Let's take a look at San Jose 17.9% on cash. So even lower than Los Angeles on the amount of cash buyers, less than one out of five buyers are using cash and only 1.6% of buyers were using FHA. So the majority of San Jose buyers are using conventional loan, jumbo loan. Uh, Kamal, I'd love to know what you're seeing. What are most buyers that you're working with using for financing in San Jose? 45% of, uh, according to Renfid, 45 
5% of mortgage home sales in April used a jumbo loan in San Jose. So uh, the price point there pushes a lot of uh, home buyers into that jumbo loan category. And with the where the rates are, less of them are using cash. Then you go to a market like West Palm Beach, Florida, where you do have retirees going in there. So they're selling a home somewhere, going into West Palm. And they're just like, screw it. We're going to pay cash. 53.6% of purchases. So jumbo loan in line with what Redfin's saying for San Jose with Kamal. Uh, West Palm, 53.6% of purchases are cash. To compete in South Florida cash uh, is, a, is a prerequisite in a lot of communities because there's so many uh, cash buyers. Some of the other ones that stand out, Tampa's above the national average. Riverside, California is at 40.4% cash. So different than those other... Uh, California metros. Portland's at uh, below uh, the national average at 29%. Pittsburgh's just in line, 34%. Phoenix is below at 29%. Uh, Philadelphia is above at 40%. Orlando just slightly above at 35%. Uh, Oakland, California, similar to San Jose, is uh, below one out of five homes being sold cash. New York uh, is 35%. Be hard to see where you're going today in New York. I uh, hope everybody stays safe with the smoke. Uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey, 37.2%. Nashville, 36%. Montgomery County, 38%. And uh, Miami's still above 40%. All right. There you go. That'll be down below for you in the daily download. There is also a uh, down payment analysis that goes into all of those different metros as well. One of the biggest reasons that we're seeing. Um, this drop is mortgage loans dropped 19% in the first quarter of 2023 compared with the previous uh, quarter. So home buyers that have that optionality going to cash as opposed to mortgages. And we have a whole report on that on nowbam.com. Adam, Adam released its U.S. property mortgage origination report for Q1 of 2023, showing that 19% quarterly drop. It's the lowest point since the year 2000. So I referenced this yesterday. We're, we're continuing to see demand drop with mortgage buyers, and that will have an impact on the total amount of sales that are available in quarter three and quarter four. So for agents out there who are, are really trying to strategize how to be strong through 2023 and into 2024 when sales potentially could go up, it, keep in mind, uh, you, you've got to really put in the work throughout this summer to not have a scary Q3 quarter and quarter four. This is the lowest point of uh, mortgage loan uh, buyers since the year 2000. I get it. We have the highest point of cash buyers in the last 10 years, uh, but overall demand is down and it's down 19% there in the first quarter with mortgaged buyers. Okay. So that reports down below off of yesterday's report with the uh, apartments. Uh, we're, we're seeing, uh, here's a report in Bloomberg. We're seeing that these apartments that are coming onto the market could have trouble getting financing. These developers that are bringing new apartment buildings to the market. And there's an Ackman backed builder that says 48 lenders rejected an apartment project. That would be unheard of just a couple of years ago, despite strong demand for rentals, Howard Hughes CEO warns that the pullback from lenders is complicating certain projects. It's a Texas-based real estate developer that counts uh, 
in hedge fund manager Bill Ackman as its chairman. It is struggling to find viable financing for new apartment projects as lenders pull back. This is going to be a theme that continues. Remember, the Wall Street Journal reported just recently that nearly $1.5 trillion in commercial mortgages are coming due over the next three years. So you've got new projects that are bringing inventory onto the market this year. We talked about that yesterday. Go back and listen wherever you listen on podcasts or here on the YouTube channel. And I've actually got a chart here that shows you where those, uh, where some of those units are going to be delivered. All these units are, are coming onto the market the end of 2023. Nashville uh, is going to expand apartment supply by 36.7%. Some of these developers, keep in mind, are having trouble financing the project a lot of times when they're finishing up, they refinance the deal and get it onto the market. Salt Lake City, 29.8% supply expansion. Do you not think rental prices are going to continue to go down with this type of supply hitting the market? Phoenix, 30% supply expansion rate. Charlotte, 25%. Philly, 21%. Raleigh, 16.5%. Columbus, over 16%. Sacramento, 15%. Denver, 14%. San Antonio, 13%. Fort Worth, 12%. LA, 11.5%. Austin, 11%. San Diego, 11%. Atlanta and Tampa, 10%. Rent prices are going down in all of those markets as supply hits. Uh, and listen, not only is uh, you know the supply going to bring prices down, but the developers that are sitting on these projects that are having trouble getting refinancing are going to start to have to get creative. They're, they're, yesterday, we talked about a 6.4% vacancy rate. They don't want to go below that number. They don't want to go below 5%. Historically, that's kind of the number they want to target is 5% uh, you know, vacancies. They don't want to be at 10%. So they're going to get competitive. They're going to get creative, maybe a couple free months to make sure that their building is at 95 or above, uh, you know, occupied so that when they do go to these banks to try to get lending, they, they typically get favorable terms. They're not going and getting the 30 year fixed rate of 7%. They, they're probably going to get lower terms on the market still, but it's going to be a competitive environment. They want to get the best terms that they possibly can. So they want to have uh, the best vacancy rate and the best business plan going forward for, uh, for whoever they're getting their financing from. Listen, apartment uh, apartment leasing traffic is normalizing. So this is quarter one of 2023. It has dropped off from previous uh, quarters. This is this is likely going to also impact the pricing of uh, of these rental apartments. So if prices are coming down on rents, which we talked about yesterday, and a lot of the 1.5 trillion is due to be refinanced in the next three years, and you've got a bunch of projects coming onto the market like this Ackman-backed Howard Hughes project, which has been denied 48 times, will this not trickle down into more of a banking mess? They're the ones holding all of this commercial property. Some, a lot of these regional banks are holding a lot of this commercial property. I think it could. It could uh, certainly spell another issue in quarter three, quarter four. Property developers and owners are grappling with a financing market that's freezing up on them. As concerns mount about commercial real estate, owners, particularly of office buildings, 
are struggling to pay debt as borrowing costs surge, leading to defaults in negotiations with lenders. Other developers, including billionaire Ross Perot Jr. Shout out to uh, Ross Perot. Who remembers Ross Perot back in the day? Bobby, I think you were a little too young for Ross Perot. Yeah, Ross Ross Perot uh, ran for president at one time as an independent. I think he's the last independent to get a a chunk of the votes. um, Now his his son, Ross Perot Jr., uh, a billionaire because of the family have he's warned that it's getting harder for real estate firms to get construction loans. Okay. Uh, construction loans are now drying up. So if we're going to, if we're not going to be able to finance construction, think about what that'll do to single family inventory. Okay. The pain is extending into uh, apartment landlords who have benefited from a surge in rent growth during the pandemic. Now, many owners are seeing high borrower costs, and a surge in expenses ease their profits, okay, or race rather, not ease. Prices for apartment buildings have dropped 21% over the past year, according to Green Street. Uh, so probably not the best idea for somebody that's putting money into go into one of these. There's all these syndicates that you hear about. Oh, you know, send your money in, accredited investor, send your money over here, 250000 We're going to put it into apartment buildings as part of this group, it's probably better to go and really get an education in real estate. If you're advising a develop uh, a uh, investor right now, and they're thinking a uh, real estate syndicate and one of these big, uh, you know, apartment buildings, or maybe buying something locally, you might want to show them something locally in the quaint walkable downtown, right? There's a difference between uh, especially suburban downtowns, which are thriving in comparison to a downtown of a city where you have tons of office buildings. Probably want to push them towards, hey, a three or four unit building close to a quaint downtown in suburban America. Okay, so uh, just an update there on yesterday. I thought that chart was fascinating. If you're in one of those markets, uh, one of these markets here, Nash, you know that we read off here, where the supply expansion rate is going up as high as 36% Nashville or as, or as uh, much as 10.4% in Tampa and everywhere in, in between, this is an indicator that rental prices will be coming down in your market. Okay. Uh, all right. Taking a look at the jobs losses and uh, what that report was today. Obviously, the FOMC meeting is going to be looking at this going into the June 13th, 14th meeting, U.S. jobless claims surged to 261,000, which is the highest since October 2021. Biggest weekly increase in almost two years, tops all of the forecasts. Uh, recurrent applications fall to lowest level since mid-February. So while we we saw that, that huge above all forecast report last week of new jobs, we're also seeing jobless claims shoot up. So weird dynamic there. Typically, when you, you you want your economy to be thriving, you don't want to see jobless claims, and I, and I certainly don't want to see jobless claims, but the Fed does, and Jerome Powell does, so we'll see if they take this into consideration as they decide to either pause or increase the rate on June 13th, June 14th in their meetings. Right now, the market is pricing in a probability 35 to 40% that they're actually going to increase the federal interest rate, which is surprising because Fed officials have continued to put out data that suggests that they will pause, but the markets don't necessarily believe them right now. 
jobless claims the highest in two years, but still we're in a very strong uh, job market. As you can see here, obviously we had the 5.3 million spike on the four week average in April of 2020. Uh, that shot right back down as the PPP money came out. And now you can see it's it's higher than it's been in two years, but still relatively uh, an incredibly robust and strong job market. We would have to see uh, these initial claims continuing to move up week over week, uh, which has been a trend the last couple of weeks. So we'll see where that data goes. And it, it is a little bit of a spike when you zoom in closer to the chart. This is the Bloomberg chart. Applications for jobless benefits jump. Initial filings in the U.S. highest level since 2021. We'll see how that impacts the Fed decision. Let's take a look at how the 10-year is impacting the 30-year. Because we know that if we follow those two, uh, we'll get an indication of what's happening on mortgage rates. Right now, the uh, 10 years down a little bit this this morning. Let me just make sure I've got an update on that. Yeah, we're at 3757. So down a little bit. Uh, you can see here the one week look is generally up from the 3.6 level. And 30 year yesterday was up just a tad. Back up to six over 6.9 to 6.94. Hopefully we'll see that tick back down to 6.9. Been kind of hovering around 6.9 since coming off of the 7% interest rates according to mortgage news daily survey uh last week freddie Mac's weekly survey was 6.79 i would expect that weekly survey to go up as we've been on the daily survey hovering around six nine as your update on mortgage rates we'll root for those to go down for all of the hot uh, home shoppers coming into this weekend coming into the rest of the day make sure you join me at noon eastern in the private bamx facebook group as I will be doing in all things Q&A, you can get 15% off your annual subscription at BAMX with the code HOTSHEET below. I'll see you at noon over there. Until then, have a great morning and toodaloo.